Welcome to another episode of the Lau Times podcast. This one will be a little bit different because we will be focusing on Las Amazonas, which now will be getting their own pod moving forward in this 2024. Hope you enjoy the episode. What up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to the Lau Times podcast. I'm back to record with my good friends, Lou, all the way from Austin, Texas, Theater's English, and my boy, Dennis, the smooth voice, Gartman Jr. from the DFW, Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowitzki City. How we doing, fellas? Great to be here. Great to be with Dennis, the smooth voice. So we'll try to compliment him as much as we can here. <laughs> I can't stand y'all, man. Dude, I'm doing was, good, bro. I'm it was it was good. it was great to hear you uh start off the uh pod on the Jersey episode that you guys just recently recorded. That was nice, by the way. I really wanna congratulate you guys. I thought that was a really cool episode. I thought it was completely different. It was entertaining. Um maybe I it had I'd seen something like that on maybe a different, I guess, podcast. Maybe not. I can't even tell you with certainty, but I think that I've seen the concept of like Jersey rankings or just talking about jerseys in general, but having it in English and obviously, of course, Tigres, that was pretty cool to hear because, again, goes with what we've been doing all along and the brand awareness and everything that the team has done. It was pretty cool to hear something different than just a match analysis or a preview. So, Commend you guys on that. Um, but today we are kicking off the series of the new year of 2024 to give a little bit more attention, not a little bit, all of our attention to the Amazonas, which today we're only speaking about her, which we just kicked off the season. Game one against Atletico San Luis. Lou, give us some of the match details to start us off, brother. Well, first of all, it was Great to have them back again. It was, it was a long, long offseason. Uh, we, we lifted the cup, and then we had a long offseason, so it was great to see them back. I uh, was really happy with the way the team reloaded. Uh, we picked up Tembi Gatlana. We picked up Jenny Hermoso, Alison Gonzalez, Blanca Munoz, which was a center back from, from Leon that's coming off of an injury. So we've got a lot of pieces. The team looked great. Um, I was happy with the way Mila Martinez rotated the squad this time around. Uh, normally last season she would wait until like the 90th minute, 88th minute to to make substitutions. But on this one, she did timely substitutions around the 62nd uh, minute. She subbed out Alison Gonzalez, brought in Thembi. Uh, around the 74th minute, she subbed out uh, Montoya, brought in Belen Cruz. And then towards the end of the game, brought out Mayor and, and brought in uh, Ferreli Sonto. So uh, I think she's going to need to do that moving forward, rotate the squad, give everybody minutes because – there's a lot of depth on this squad. 100%. I would say probably the deepest squad. And I know a lot of people recall the days of Maria Sanchez, as, you know, having that back-to-back championship of Tigres. I think that 
the league may have not been as strong as it is now, uh, especially with some of the other teams getting uh, stronger rosters. But uh, I truly believe that this is the best squad I've seen talent-wise, player profile-wise, and I think overall uh, skill level in terms of individualities. Dennis, I want to start off by asking, what do you think is the biggest acquisition? You know, some say it could be Jenny Hermoso, the World Cup um, winner. You get basically on the field, off the field success. After game one, could it be Thembi? Uh, with her quick pace, acceleration, skill, touch. Um, what are you thinking? What's uh, what's your uh, thoughts on the acquisitions that Tigres Feminine made this offseason? When you have three come in that are like really similar in the sense of like they're all attackers, even though they are different in some way. I, I found that to be kind of interesting before the first game of like, because for example, like Jenny and, and Allison, they play almost identically the same position. So it's like where like what's kind of the idea there? Like with them being a winger, how does that affect Marikan men? You know, little things like that. And then I kind of started to see it a little bit on on Friday when that first game happened of like there's gonna be a lot of, you know, rotation as far as like in game, like girls going to different sides of the field. I know we're talking about the women's team, but this kind of re- reminds me of the men's team of like what Siboldi does of like having guys like rotate the different spots in the field all the time. It's a trend we're seeing in world football, men's and women's, you know, everywhere now where like you may have somebody as a center back, but then you see them push up into like a center defensive midfield spot or you have a striker move out to the wings at some point during the game it just like everything just kind of works in phases and I think that's what all three of these acquisitions kind of help you know emphasize um it's it's just like it's not that we needed them but it's really nice to have them by any means and to to spew out a hot take we probably have the best club team in North America like full like full stop like I give me this team against whatever whatever NWSL is throwing up Gotham, um, yeah, like put put us against Gotham. Honestly, I, I I think we have a really good shot. You know, like I I'm very just you know not like shocked and not surprised because we've seen this from Feminist for the last few years, but I I'm just more and more in awe about how ambitious the team is, how ambitious our club wants to be with the Feminine side. It's great, and I hope long may it continue. I hope it goes on for a very very long time. Absolutely. I think you hit a couple of points there that I want to kind of expand on. Lou, I honestly, I forgot to mention Alison because I thought I already counted her as one of our own when I said the acquisitions. I forgot the name. And to, and to answer your question specifically, I think my favorite right now is Stambi because I think she's going to be a monster yeah, on the wing. I Okay, so a couple of things. Alison Gonzalez. When she leaves, Lou, when she leaves uh, Tigres, she was used as a striker with uh Bia Ceballos. Um and then I don't I think uh what's his name? I can't think of his name. The guy that won the back to back. Uh Medina. Yeah I'm not sure if he if he if he was able to coach her but her position alone when she first you know she started scoring goals for us at a very young age at 17 for Tigres was just as a striker. Um she goes to Atlas, obviously develops a lot more of her games, you know, has the the 
basically the profile of carrying the team and carrying the load as a star player for Atlas. She has an excellent few seasons there. Gets bought by America with an injury. And once she, she returns from injury, you see a little bit more of her game, how it expanded. She was used a little bit on the wing. She was used behind the striker, behind Kiana Pil Palacios. She was also used as a uh, lone forward up top, you know, with Palacios or Katy Martinez playing behind her. And then we get her on Saturday, which the first game of the season against Atletico San Luis, and she's playing the lone striker position. Talk to me about her game involvement. And then also, where do you see her fitting in, especially with how we play with Mari Carmen and, and Stephanie Mayor last year as our two forwards, you know, switching back and forth, you know, and depending on the game circumstances. Well, she you you mentioned it, and I think that's the, the most important thing. And I think that's the reason she's back is because she's very versatile. Uh, not only can she play as a nine, uh, you know, your typical center forward, but she can also uh, go to the wings. So in that in that versatility, that gives uh, Coach Mila Martinez the option to be able to play in a four three three, a three four three, three five two, which I think you might you might see a lot of this season because you can use Jenny Hermoso and her at the same time if you wanted to. Jenny playing more on the left and Alison more on the right, and they won't get in each other's way. Uh, and their game is 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 unique. Um, Dennis mentioned it. You know, each each one brings their own set of, of characteristics, and I think Alison has a lot more ability to get on the wing, and and so I think that's going to help out. Even though I don't think she's going to be your typical winger, she has the ability of playing on that side and, and working her way in, and so I think that gives Mila a lot of options. Um, one thing that killed us last year is having to play Mari Carmen Reyes at the nine a lot of times or having her play on the wing, which is not her game. I think that's going to free up people like, like Mari Carmen Reyes to be able to play more central where she wants to be, uh, Mayor playing more central and not having to be the, the, the scorer. It's going to free up a lot of our creative mids to be able to do their job without ha taking on the responsibility of also scoring. And shout out Mari Carmen Reyes, though. She got the scoring title, not being her position. At UCLA, she scored a lot of goals. But you and I have had numerous conversations since she arrived. We knew that she was more of a central player than a winger. And today, I'm sorry, in uh, this past game, we got – I was a little surprised she was playing the second holding mid. Uh, technically, she was in the second holding mid, but she was playing a lot more centrally. And one of the things that you'd never question about Mari Carmen Reyes is her effort. She, whether she makes the, a hard tackle, uh, a run back to defend. And so I think that there she has a lot more room to roam forward on the attacking side and also gives you a lot of coverage defensively, having a little bit more dynamic aspect to provide in the midfield. So it's going to be really interesting because she started with Liliana Mercado there, but Alexia Delgado is going to be out, I assume, a couple of weeks which she's nat the natural starter. She's one of the best Mexican prospects in the country. And so it's going to be interesting. Does she play the captain Mercado there? Does she play Mari Carmen Reyes? You got Nayeli Rangel there. Uh, Belen Cruz can also slide in there if you want to play offensively. Um, so I think that she's going to have for the very, I don't want to say for the first time, but I think as a fan base, I don't think we can truly, truly be upset with who plays uh, or get selected. Can we question and 
analyze with the type of subs that she makes throughout the game? Absolutely. But I don't think that the starting selection of players can be too questioned because think about it. I didn't even name her Nancy Antonio, who's been uh, yeah. a very important player, but ultimately the last two seasons, she's kind of been phased out and, and used in a substitute uh, role and at times starting same thing with Mercado here and there happened between the last two coaches. So I think that there's a lot of things that are going to be up in the air with the fan base, you know, not seeing their favorite players all over the pitch. You also didn't mention Sierra, who will probably make be making a comeback in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be another battle of who you're going to sit. Uh, Hannah Gutierrez, Anika Rodriguez. I think the only two safe spots on the entire pitch are Ferral and Espinosa so Absolutely. far. Uh, and everybody else is battling for time. Everybody else is battling for minutes, starting roles. And it gives you not, uh, a lot of options, though. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have the problems Mila Martinez has right now. And honestly... I think against most teams, you're going to want to just play one holding mid. Let let the other mid, if you go 4-2-3-1, let that other mid be somebody like Mari Carmen Reyes. You know, you could play Alexia Delgado as a long holding mid and then Mari Carmen Reyes kind of alongside of her. And I think that's that's what you have to do because if, if, you're, if you're playing two holding mids with that many attacking players, I think you're you're doing a disservice too to the fans as well, because I think, you know, you have the tools to be able to outscore anyone. Absolutely. You know, Dennis mentioned something uh, about, you know, the trend in soccer and having multiple positions or players that can play all over the field. I don't think, I think there's only one player, maybe two, uh, that can only play the position that they play. I think, 90% of the roster you can shuffle in multiple uh, positions of the field. Absolutely. Yeah. Reyes, for example, is one of those. I mean, she's kind of like our Jesus Duenas or our Swiss Army knife. She can play anywhere, really. You can you can play her at the five. You can you can play her as an eight. She can slide into the wing. I mean, she showed us she could play as a winger, too. So you got a player who's just extremely versatile and, and can do a lot of things. Honestly, I think Jenny Hermoso is probably one of those that that can only play, you know, the nine, that, that spot. Yeah. I and was so say that. to, that's yeah. why to me, I agree with Dennis. The better signing is, is Tembi because Tembi can play, can play as a 10. She can play as a nine and she can play as a winger. You know, yeah, she can I, play as an 11. So, I mean, to me, that is the most, she, I think that's by far the best signing we have so far. I thought she was going to come and play up top when we first got her. I did, wasn't expecting to see what I saw against uh, San Luis and take on defenders like that. I knew she was going to have speed, uh, the acceleration, you know, with the highlights that I saw. But I thought we were really going to, you know, play the long ball, let her work. But, man, she is great. I think ultimately what Jenny Hermoso brings besides her experience, her leadership, you know, her talent on the field, I think it's the signing – of that player is a lot more productive off the field than on the field because of the talented squad that we already have. I would love to see at some point a four, two, four, but the four up top is Ovalle on the left play Allison and, and also like as two strikers and then have them be on the right. <laughs> like that's just, that's just absurd. Like how, like who can compete with that in our league and let alone on the continent? Like it's just crazy. And Reyes and Delgado behind them. I, I love that. I would love that lineup. 
I and but that's what I'm saying. Like I think it's gonna make people upset not seeing their player, like favorite player. You know, people were criticizing Mayor, but she pulled through to help us get the championship. She started off the season with the goal. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like her per se, but I think that I would rather see an Alison Jenny Hermoso pairing up top with the wingers that you just mentioned than Mayor and Hermoso, even though I know what Mayor can give us and you know she's top five player in the league. So it's tough, man. I I think that it, it she's gonna have a great headache in terms of selecting a squad. And I and I don't think, you know, many teams like you mentioned are truly in terms of ta talent and deep uh squad, I don't think there's too many. No. I mean even even like the next team with with that much talent is America and, and they don't have the talent we have. I mean it's it's impressive what Theatres have been able to do. I think up up until I think two seasons ago, I think they had us in terms of uh, roster. Um, but then, you know, Sarah Luber didn't really come back as the player that she left to NWSL. Or maybe, you know, she got exposed as opposed to just running with speed and really not having any sorts of uh, way to go by players besides her speed, you know, having the skill set and then girls were body her. So I don't know. I think that. She didn't. They really also lost Camberos. They lost Camberos, oh, which Camberos. was a, a nightmare speed-wise on on defenders. Uh, you know, so they had Camberos, Palacios, Luber. They had Alison Gonzalez. I think uh, Katy Martinez. You Kati. know, so they had for a little while there. They did kind of. They had a lot of depth. I think I think the only player that I that I I'd say would want him on our team was their defender, the Spanish girl. But even then, like, who do you sit? <laughs> No, you can't. Yeah. You can't sit for Espinosa. Yeah, absolutely no, not. Can't. Um, I was gonna say we forgot to mention Nati Villarreal, who also who started this past game. You know, you have two players at each position. Elizondo played a few seconds. You know, on the broadcast they talked about, you know, her being out of her or get out of her comfort zone because she doesn't get no playing time. Uh, I can't even pronounce her name, but the Swiss uh, Nigerian girl, uh, Swedish Nigerian girl, Evel Evelyn. Oh, EJ. She, yeah, she's still on the squad. I thought that we were going to let her go, especially with Tembi signing Hermoso. We have uh, Plummer, the Jamaican defender. Uh, you talked about the, the the youngster out of Leon that came, Blanca Munoz. And then... And then Palomo came back from her injury. Injury. She had, you know, a couple of great sparks here and there. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't know how this is going to play out. I think honestly, it's like the best scenario. It, it's like I, somebody gets hurt and you see somebody else, but not because it's a good thing. But it's just like, oh, it happened. Somebody got an injury and somebody has to slide in or uh, call ups. National team call ups, and you know. I just don't see it. I, I it's gonna be difficult. I think the the hard thing too is that rotation is good, but you can't have too much rotation, especially going into you know Ligia. So if if I'm if I'm Mila, I, I just need to want her to be very careful about how much she does rotate. I think she should. Don't don't get me wrong. I think it's important for her to do that, especially in the first half of the season, but especially like maybe the last month before uh Ligia, because I mean Unless we have the the biggest crisis in the world, there's no way we we're not making another Ligia, making another deep run. I would like to have her ideal eleven kind of set right before it gets real serious, so that way, like 
nothing is super thrown off because you have to build chemistry with each other and especially with the new girls like they have to be able to to slide in and and get used to playing with with the people that have been here so far so rotation is good but the timing of it needs to be right but i do want her to sub more and i think she made a good step in that on friday like subbing in a little bit earlier but use all five of the subs you have five subs for a reason like let's make it happen Chad, I don't like you... to use the R word, uh, Dennis, so I use uh, minutes management. There you that go. way we're not using rotaciones. All right, Mr. Osorio. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, championship or buzz, huh? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, you have to. With that squad, there's no – I mean, you're not only thinking, you know, league title, you're thinking 3 P. you're thinking another campeón de campeones in there, and you're – if you're thinking long-term, you're also thinking about, you know, CONCACAF Champions League or anything that might come up between a merger of leagues, you know, with the NWSL or anything like that. You're also thinking about that. I mean, it's Tigres, this Tigres team is, is built for, for more than just this league. I think uh, we're at this, at the point where we want to be known internationally and, and, you know, the management knows that. And so they're building a team that's, capable of winning against anybody in in the world you know even in, in european leagues so uh it's absolutely you got to win everything i wonder if the plan especially with the additions and the not releases or you know sending off players where they might play more there has to be something in the works whether it's a small tournament when you know later on down the year or a quick, you know, multiple sets of friendlies with multiple teams, because there's no way you build that sort of roster just for the Liga MX Femenil. Because, I mean, I get it that Tigres Femenil is probably the best place to work at in terms of a soccer player in all of Mexico uh, and probably in the continent um, or North America and South America. But I, I just don't see how you build a roster like that just to keep it in a golden cage. Yeah. There's talks about this summer going out to Europe, you know, uh, holding a tournament, a mini tournament in London against Chelsea and Manchester United and, and possibly going into Spain. And, and that's all part of, you know, you know, getting, getting the team out there and letting people know that the is, is big, you know. And it makes sense, right? You bring Hermoso, helps with that. You bring uh, somebody like Thembi who has an international exposure and then obviously all the talented squad. So it obviously makes sense. And I think hopefully that's the, the what's in the works. I saw Miguel Angel Garza sort of tease it uh, over some tweets and whatnot. So um, early predictions for uh, Las Amazonas. Who are y'all's top scorer? Um, obviously, we already got the best offseason signing, which it, we're all in agreement that it's Thembi. Who's going to be the best player of the season, top scorer, and how many goals does Jackie Ovalle get this season since she's at, he's on a struggling streak? Go for it, Dennis. Make the call. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah. No, you go. You go. I think our, our scoring leader is going to be Alison. Alison Gonzalez, Hermoso second, Ovalle third. I, I don't see Ovalle scoring a ton this season because the need will not be there. Uh, I think she'll be our assist leader for sure. But 
I, I foresee Ovalle maybe scoring six this season, but you know, having seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe uh, assists in in this in this season. Uh, so goal goals plus assist, I could easily see her having you know a good sixteen goals plus assists. So um, there there's there's gonna be I think the scoring load's gonna be spread around quite a bit. You know, Reyes Reyes is gonna get hers as well, and Tembi will get hers. So I think that the load's gonna spread, and I think that's a good thing. We were way too dependent on Hawaii, uh, especially two seasons ago. Not this last season, but the season before that, and it and it cost us a championship. So I think it's it's a good thing to kind of spread it around. Who do you think the best player is going to be? Oh, that's tough, man. That is a tough question. Uh, I, I'm still going to stick with Hawaii because we we still depend on her a lot, and I think she's going to contribute a ton offensively, mostly with assists. But I think it's going to be her. Fair. Dennis? I think our best player is going to be Mari Carmen. Just because in this sort of new position for her, at least in, in our team, we're going to really see how versatile she is. You know, not that we haven't seen it before because she's, she's shown it, but in this, in this setup, I think it'll be very, very interesting. And I think she's going to excel. So I'm going to say her and then our leading goal scorer, man. It's tough. I I think I'm gonna agree with you, Lou, and say Allison. Um, but Jenny, I think it once Jenny like gets acclimated, I think she's gonna have a ton in rapid succession. Because it's not like she she had a you know a decent amount of service at Pachuca, but this is a whole different level for her. Um, and so I would I would imagine that she'll she'll get on it pretty quickly and then have couple games here and there where she scores two maybe maybe a hat trick or two that'd be pretty great but i i could see her really thriving pretty quickly but her or allison i think will be my guess for top goal scorer sweet i like that staying in the in, in the comfort zone not getting too wild out there i i, I see y'all i see y'all you know I'm trying to, hey, well I, it's not gonna I, be mercado all right <laughs> we don't want to get we, i see y'all don't want to gamble on our girl Tenby out here here, I'll say this about Tembi, Alonso, uh, Arnoldo. I, I, I haven't, we haven't seen the best of her, and I'm not saying that because she's barely forming chemistry with the with the squad, but it's because if you look, if you watch the game again, Atlético San Luis defended in a low block for 90 minutes. I mean, they were just sitting back there. They had the the bus parked, and Tembi is gonna be at her best when there's space behind. So. Teams like her best games are going to be against America, America. Rayadas, Chivas, you know, maybe Pachuca yeah. a little bit here and there. Yep. So yep. in the most important games is when she'll be her best because she's extremely great at finding the ball. I was watching like before the game, like a few days before the game, I went and watched as many YouTube highlights as I could of her. And she reminded me a lot of, uh, Jose Sartornino Cardoso. He, that dude had a magnet for the ball. Like somehow, like the ball would always, he would always meet the ball where where it needed to be. And she has that same quality. Like if she needs to slip in between the center backs, she'll slip in between the center backs. If she needs to find the wing and get behind the line, she'll get behind the line and always finds the ball. And she's very good with the one touch. So as soon as the ball gets to her, one touch, 
shot right into the back of the net. And I think she's whenever teams actually don't park the bus on us is when she's going to be best. And even with Atletico San Luis parking the bus, she was a total nightmare. So I think she's going to give us a lot of options that we didn't have before. Whereas before, Ovalle was our only option to try to score when, when we were kind of bunkered down and, and trying to play the counter. Now we'll have two. And that's that's going to be a killer for most defenses. I am a fan, a big fan of Jocelyn Montoya. And it just sucks because she didn't get a lot of playing time this past season. And it seems like her playing time is also not going to be high this season because Denby came along. I'll tell you this. Here, this was my hot take as I was watching the game. I don't. I didn't need to see more than like five minutes of her to acknowledge that she's without a doubt the best player in the league with only the amount of minutes that she got against San Luis. Uh, there's no other player out there that has everything that we you just described and we've talked about since the beginning of the pod. Um, will she make that happen with production? Who knows? But I think skill-wise, I think she's definitely the best player in the league. I don't think there's a better player in the league. And I could be wrong. We'll see how she ends up playing the entire season. But I think that she has the star power. I think she has the charisma and, you know, to be a fan favorite. And she's already becoming a fan favorite, just like every Amazona is. I think all of them are fan favorites. Um, lastly, uh, final thoughts before we get going on the appointment of our beloved historic defender. Hugo Ayala is the new sporting coordinator for Tigres Femenil. For a while there, we didn't really know what his role was. It was, uh, I think, it wasn't sporting coordinator. It was something else, uh, something sporting. Can't even tell you what it was. But basically, no man's land of here you go. You're part of the part of the club, but we don't really know what you're going to do. Hang out with us and give some advice here and there, some tips to the youngsters, even to the old fellas that he plays he's played with. So, Lou. Some uh, of your final thoughts on his appointment before we get going. Well, I, I think we're all we've all been big fans of Uwayala for a long time, not only during his playing days, but what he's done for the institution after after he left. He's he's always been willing to do whatever is needed to, to get the job done. And I think it's you're hard pressed to find a better guy to do it who's, you know, fully committed to the institution, who's a true professional. I mean, the guy is, you know, has a great work ethic i think he's well liked by everybody on the squad you, you watch a lot of the videos that Tigres feminine will post on on the social media and he's out there he's on the pitch he's playing he knows the squad well i, I mean i think they just they it was perfect hiring i think it's he's the right guy for for the job dennis hit the nail on my head my friend it's just nice to see him still around and i hope that and we know it's going to be, but I hope that it's the first of many things like this for multiple former players, not just him. But I I do like it that that he's having such a prominent role on the feminine side, um, and I think he deserves it, and I think he could take it on really well. So, we and love his him. his personality like allows you know for him to mesh well with the women's team. So yep, and he's a very respectable, true professional player. So I think it, it's a perfect fit. Um. I think Torres Nilo is next. I think that was what was in the works. Something, you know, he's probably more likely to be with the young developing uh, players. Uh, get him Great role play. model, too. Yeah, absolutely. Great role model. Yes, yes. 
it was actually, you know, pretty pretty side note here is uh Juninho making an appearance on uh social medias. My boy knows that he fell behind on uh being around the club, so now he's trying to make himself present. But we'll leave that for the men's conversation uh on another day. Fellas, thank you for your time tonight. Um hopefully this is the first of many uh specific episode for Las Amazonas. Everybody that tuned in and is listening to this, thank you guys for uh, always giving us your time. Um, we are looking for people to help us with Las Amazonas. We all won't be available every time recording uh, the men's, the women's, and some of special episodes that we'll be dropping this upcoming year or this year. I'm sorry. Uh, we're already here. 2024 is here. But um, yeah, if you are interested, join in the pod. Shoot me a message. Lou or Dennis, double O Nation at Edgar. Yeah, you know it's where you can find us on Twitter. So, uh, oh, thanks. quick predictions before Saturday for the game against Pumas. Oh, um, 4 0. <laughs> Lou? Yeah, at, le- at least, at least 4 0. Are we away or are we home? Probably away, aren't we? It should I be will. an away game, I believe. Yeah, yeah okay. it should be. But what do you think? 4 1. 4 1. You're giving them a goal? Yeah, they'll get one at the end. It'll be some dumb thing. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. We only allowed, uh, I think, two total shots last game. No shots on goal. Yeah. No shots on goal, man. Yeah, it it was. And we should have had, like, seven the other night, honestly. Yeah, four posts, so. I mean, the the 1-0 score was not really a reflection of what happened on the pitch. No, not at all. It's a noon game. It might not even be televised. Oh. We'll yeah. have to find the the links, man. We'll have to find the links. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Carrie. I think she uh she puts them out, out there for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's she's doing huge. some solid work with that. Yeah, huge. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Till next time. Great chat. Thank you guys. See ya.